0: I was at primary school when I first heard of Mary, Queen of Scots. Each spring, when the dandelions appeared, we would hunt them out in the playground and take turns to snap their flowers from their stems. Whoever had possession of the dandelion held it tight below its yellow bloom and administered a forceful flick in the direction of its petals to dislodge and scatter them. As spring turned to summer... Those dandelions that had escaped our first wave of destruction now had their gossamer seed heads similarly dispatched with a lungful of breath. The child who achieved total decapitation was the champion. This wanton disregard for floral survival was accompanied by the collective shouting of the game's battle cry, Mary Queen of Scots had her head chopped off, her head chopped off, Mary Queen of Scots had her head chopped off on a cold and frosty morning. We had no idea who Mary Queen of Scots was. She was accepted into our litany of imaginary characters who peopled our childhood as readily as wee willy-winky and skinny-malinky longlegs. We did not know that she really had existed, or that she once had been our Queen. In those days, at the end of the 1950s, Scotland's history was barely taught in its schools. It was an aside, subsumed into a British narrative, in which the glory of the empire and the nature of the Commonwealth were the dominant themes. Scottish children gleaned what fragments of their heritage they could, from poetry and songs, from an occasional illustration in an encyclopaedia, or a painting in a museum. Most of what we knew were just names. William Wallace, Robert the Bruce, Bonnie Prince Charlie, David Livingstone, but rarely a story, hardly a history. And it was a past that seemed peopled solely by men. All we knew of Mary was that she had had her head chopped off. When I was ten years old, however, this gap in our knowledge was unexpectedly filled. Our tweed skirted teacher was suddenly taken ill and into her shoes stepped a temporary trainee in a toss of curls and pretty frocks. For two weeks we experienced a joyous reprieve from the surly sarcasm that was usually meted out. The trainee announced that we were to abandon rote learning in favour of a creative project that would involve research and design. We were to make a wall collage of the history of Scotland. Most thrillingly for me, the collage was to be made out of fabric. Already schooled by my mother in basic sewing and rudimentary embroidery, the idea of crafting a large sewn artwork was exhilarating. We were each allotted a person, place or event from Scotland's past centuries to study and illustrate in cloth. I was given Mary.